0: by divine decree, the most beautiful of women has a scar. On the 11th of March, Brother Christian was walking around with several, with several what is a sticker. band aid. Thank you. I couldn't remember the word in English or Spanish. Brother Christian was walking around with a red line on his face and several band-aids. And the most um, ridiculous thing is that everyone would look at Brother Christian, and they'd be staring at his band-aids and about the, at the line at his at his head. The ent- entire conversations we would have conversations with people, and everyone would be looking at his forehead, and nobody would say anything. Like nobody would 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 actually like ask, so uh, how you know, like, tell me this story. And it's interesting because the everyone really wanted to know, but nobody nobody asked the question. I, I I was thinking to myself, I think if I was them, I would have asked the question. I don't I think it's probably just because I'm not mortified enough to like to like not know. I just I really want to know. The other day, for instance, there was this uh, a priest, Father David, who had, he walked he walked by and he had these, like, scratch marks across his neck and the side of his face. They were still red. And I, I met him. He said, hi, I'm Father David. And I was like, okay, how did you get that scar- those scratch marks? It was, like, my first, it was funny because I think the brothers actually asked, asked me later on, like, why did he have the scratch marks? Because I actually asked this immediately. And they, um... He said how he got the scratch marks because he was riding a horse, and he the the horse ran into some bushes, and so like the bushes like scratched him. So he was he was actually quite proud of his scratch marks. And it's interesting because every every wound every wound has a story, and uh, the. It's interesting, because if you look at, okay, I'll, I'll tell you how, what happened to Brother Christian. Because I was like, okay, what happened to Brother Christian? Okay, so. <laughs> the real story. <laughs> the real story. Okay, as I remember it, Brother Christian, you can correct me, because you're right in front of me. So, what had happened was that we were having a, a class, like a photo shoot, and And there were several kids who wanted to get a picture of Brother Ben dunking. And so, as I understand it, uh, Brother Christian was holding up Father Luke so that he could take a shot with the photo. Is that correct? Or was I just screwing it up? It's okay, no worries. Oh, he was holding up Brother Ben so he could be, okay. So, Brother Ben was being held up so he could dunk and Father Luke was taking the photo. Okay, okay, now we have the story straight. This is what happens when you're not a direct witness. And so what happened? As Brother Ben was dunking, the, the basket, the, well, not just the rim of the basket, the whole, what do you call that thing? It's called the basket, uh, the hoop, the whole hoop broke. It was rusty, whatever, it just collapsed. So it started collapsing, and there happened to be a kid who tried to hold up the hoop as it was falling. He wasn't able to, obviously, but he did lessen it in such a way that as Brother Ben was like, moving away and Brother Christian was holding him, he couldn't just like, throw Brother Ben because it doesn't, things don't work like that. So he, like, I imagine him like walking backwards, trying to get away from the hoop, which is falling, and he sees falling upon him. And he gets, he gets far enough away that it just scratches him on the forehead. So he's, he's marked with, um, on the forehead. But it's interesting because I, uh, our lady, oh, I said it. <laughs> our lady doesn't have just, doesn't have just a scratch. She has a, she's been pierced. And it appears as even more, even more dangerous than a scratch. So, 20 days earlier, we were on a hiking trip in Kerry, and we were jumping through bogs, and we were, uh, we were wet. They had told us not to go. They said, don't, don't go that way because it's, it's wet and mucky, and you won't make it, and all this type of stuff. And the other side is dry and beautiful and scenic. So we went the mucky, like, yeah, we, were <laughs> we went that way. And um, in one moment, um, we were jumping a lot, and there was also this, this, it was kind of unstable, and Brother Ben jumped an area, it was a very long jump. He jumped and made it. But then he got scared that he wasn't gonna that he might like fall, So he grabbed onto the fence which was next to us, but it had a, it was a barbed wire fence. So he grabbed with might into the barbed wire. Now, it wasn't life-threatening, but it he, he had a hole in his hand. <laughs> he still has it. <laughs> but it's more serious because you have to get like a tetanus shot and you have to like that you can die from that type of thing as well. But it has its story. It has its story, and it's a, it's a piercing. Now today, we are... We should, anyway, should be asking Our Lady about her scar. Because she wasn't scarred on her forehead, nor was she scarred on her hand. Her wound is in her heart. And the wound that's in her heart wasn't caused by by someone making a hole in it. but by something that she participated in. The wound in her heart is the passion of her son. So if you ask her, where did you get this wound? How did it happen? She presents to you everything that she's treasuring in her heart. every scene, all the spittle, all the coldness, all the screams of crucify him, all the shuddering and pain, that body where you can count the bones those eyes that only knew how to love, that's what wounded her heart. That's what gave her the scar. The more one, the more one studies the saints, the more one sees that all of them have devotion to the passion all of them Mary Magdalene they say according to Louis de Montfort he says that there was that after the passion of Christ she spent the rest of her life going over time and again the places where he suffered in Jerusalem. Walking the path of the cross? Going to Gethsemane? Kissing the ground, blessed by his blood? My brain is not working today. What is the name of, of the it's just hopeless? What is the name of the place? in the mountains, in the Alps, in Italy, that Our Our Lady appeared. No, the... I just can't remember. La La Salette? La Salette, thank you. Okay. In spite of the wood, do you remember? Okay. Um, La Salette. And La Salette, one of the details, is that Our Lady, when she appeared, and when she left, the children, She walked a path that the children remembered exactly, because it wasn't just she walked away in a straight line. She walked away in a path that was exactly like the path in Jerusalem, the way of the cross. And when they studied it, they found out that it was exactly the same as it would have been in Jerusalem, that Our Lady would have walked. And it's interesting because it's it's very likely that if Mary Magdalene was walking the path that our lady was doing the same for several reasons, among others because women usually don't do things alone. That's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Just remembering in, in high school, like when a guy would go to the bathroom, they would ra- they'd just raise their hand. But when a girl would go to the bathroom, they'd always go they'd always be able to go too and we would always complain saying, <clears throat> like why why do they get to go why did why did two of them get to go at a time and it was <laughs> so stupid? Anyway, they they say they're girls, they can they do that. That's how they do it. And it's always, anyway. <clears throat> but anyway, all the saints, all the saints think about the passion. You have Saint John of the Cross, like all his theology is all about he's all centered on Christ crucified, John of the Cross. Paul, the cross, his whole spirituality was, uh, the even at one moment in his, in his diary, he says, he, so, he had thought so much about the cross that he, that he even said in one moment, that I, that I might experience in my flesh the spasms that you experienced in yours. And he thought so much about the passion that he wanted to call his, his newfound order the passionists. St. Ignatius of Loyola, the largest part of his exercises are dedicated to the Passion. St. Saint, Saint Padre Pio, when he would meditate on the Passion, which he would do during his entire novitiate, he would always put a towel in front of him because he would cry so much that it would, it would just form a puddle on the ground. So in order to, So in order to prepare himself for that, he would always put a towel just so as not to distract people. but all the saints. And if you want to be, if anyone wants to be a friend of Our Lady, close to her heart, think about the Passion. Because thinking about the Passion, you're not only thinking about the most greatest act of love of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, but you're thinking about and talking with Our Lady about the most about the culminating moment of her life. I wanna end with just another another saint who who has a devotion to the passion which is which is very which is not very well known. And actually I forgot one that I want to talk about. Say control Z, I'm going back. It's just, just the day it is. Oh well, um, I also wanted to say look, before ending with the, that other saint, just also um, Teresa of Avila. I was thinking today how when she had her, her heart, the transverberation, when her heart was pierced, I was thinking how it's also like Our Lady. Like she had thought so much about the passion that the Lord permitted for her heart to even be physically pierced as a sign of union with with her. And the last thing I wanted to say was about, I can't remember his name right now. The um, St. Thomas More. Now St Thomas More was often they talk about him as just like a lay person who was you can be like spiritual uh, like a saint and also be like a lay person like very much in the world and which is which is true but he's also a man of prayer and I think this is can be shown by the fact that every Friday today one of on Friday every Friday he would spend the entire night in prayer. And this is an interesting fact because, and it's a fact which is important for us today, um, precisely because we're celebrating the death of Christ and we're starting our Friday night. In the case of Christ, um, his suffering ended, but Our Lady from this moment on was thinking about the Passion. And my theory of why uh, St. Thomas More would spend every Friday the entire night praying is because he wanted to think about the Passion, not not only with the apostles or commemorating it in the agony in the garden, but thinking about it and spending the night with Our Lady. About spending the night asking her how did you get that wound? How did that happen? What broke your heart? As Simeon said, "A sword will pierce your heart, so that the thoughts of many men will be revealed." Said so everyone, so that what everyone thinks about Christ, about Our Lady, might come to light. So we ask all these saints that we too might have a devotion to the passion, that we might, might think about the passion, and want to associate ourselves with the passion in every single way we can.